Finally, Helen, some of us, not all of us, I think, have been watching The Night Manager, along with lots of people in this country, uh, the adaptation of the John le Carre novel about arms dealing and the British secret services and so on. Um, and it's provoked a certain amount of comment in the newspapers. Matthew Dancona in The Guardian wrote an article saying this offered a kind of window into some choices that Britain faces about its role in the world essentially pointing out that John le Carre has become a very moralistic writer. He's, um, as he said, after the Cold War, we've defeated communism, now we need to defeat capitalism. And that means particularly these wicked arms dealers, pharmaceutical companies, and so on. And the implication was that the, the night manager offers you two visions of how Britain can play a role in the world. They can either be the kind of moralizers, taking down the bad guys, or that they can be the bad guys. That's basically the choice. So it's not really a big strategic question. It's just a question, do you want to be moral or amoral? Is it possible to see the world in those lights that actually that's the choice that a kind of middle-ranking nation like Britain faces? Does it want to be chipping away at the bad stuff out there or does it want to be making money out of the bad stuff? I don't think that that's the, um, the way that the world is at all. I don't actually think it's the way that John le Carre really sees the world either. It's the way that the adaptation of The Night Manager saw the world. And that what is the most striking really about John le Carre's view of these things over the years, and it goes through his Cold War novels and the later novels, is that he thinks that Britain is largely irrelevant. And so far as there is a moralising position for Britain to take, it is one of observation in Le Carre's world. The characters who tend to um, see things in the way that John Le Carre sees things end up doing very little. And that in that sense, I think that this does tie back to what Obama was criticising Cameron for, particularly about Libya, was, was that there was a lot of talk and there was no action when it came to it, in the sense that from the Obama administration's point of view, the responsibility for what happened in Libya after Gaddafi was removed was on Britain and France. It wasn't on the United States. Now, one can argue about whether that's a very sensible position for the Obama administration to have taken, but that appears to have been the assumption from which they started. And then what they see is Britain and France doing absolutely nothing. In the sense of British impotence, I think that fits quite well with the Carrie's view of the world. And Aaron... I'm not going to come to you because I believe you, you almost uniquely in this country haven't watched The Night Manager, which is kind of heroic. Uh, it, was, it wasn't that good, um, but it was fun and it, you know, the costumes were nice and so on. But some people have also tried to say that this should factor into our Brexit considerations because we're facing a choice here between the, the people who want out say that Britain can still punch its weight. But actually, if you think that Britain's role is primarily to be with the good guys, trying to regulate, control, keep an eye on the bad guys. The European Union is much better place to do that, and Britain as part of the European Union is much better place to do that than Britain on its own. Erin, you are rightly giving me a sceptical look. Did you, as you were watching The Night Manager, did you think oh, this is really relevant for the Brexit argument. It never occurred to me that it was really relevant to the Brexit argument. I would say that I'm very skeptical of how much being a part of the European Union matters for Britain's influence as far as foreign policy is concerned. When you have 28 countries, each of which can unilaterally veto a common foreign or security policy, that's what economists would call a huge amount of transaction cost, right? Basically, you settle on lowest common denominator uh, politics. So there's actually something to be said that Britain acting in not so unwieldy a coalition would give it more influence in the world rather than less because its voice wouldn't be lost amongst so many others. Going back to the morality of 
the night manager and this idea, right, that you can be on the side of the angels or on the side of the, the devil. I thought there was one interesting parallel uh, that took place in the show, and I won't give away the ending because it'd be too for much Finbar, of a spoiler. For, for Finbar, who's the only one who hasn't seen it, of course, Livesey. But uh, there was one point in the show where one of the MI6 characters says, you know, we need people like Richard Roper because he's an extra legal entity that can advance the interests of Britain, that can advance the interests of the United States. And I won't give the ending away, but basically the way that Richard Roper is dealt with, he's dealt with by the character that Tom Hiddleston plays using very extra legal means to take care of this individual, which raised some questions about exactly, okay, well, if you're going to be on the side of the angels, exactly how much can you be bound by law and, and considerations of justice and things of this nature?